Welcome to the Mindset Mashup. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, TV host on Extra, master brand strategist, author on gratitude, and co-founder of Mindset Programs. And I dig deep to bring you closer to your best life in this lively, unfiltered, and heart-centered podcast. The Mindset Mashup is a compilation of real talks focused on epic mindset rituals and routines to help you get after your passion and potential. Tune in each Monday for inspirational guests who reveal their mindset must to help you optimize what matters most, self-love, impact, fulfillment. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mindset Mashup. I'm really excited about my next guest. I met her on this talk and it was an Insta connection. In fact, I I told my producer right after that it felt like a bit of a kindred spirit. These are the kind of people that you feel graced by when you meet them because they're just so full of (sighs) mission and purpose and There's an authority and a gift in her that she was able to tap into very young. And she's just been making such an impact and difference in the lives of others for a very long time. And Kisma Orbovich is just a special soul and happens to be a master mindset coach. So how appropriate that she would be on the mindset mashup. And it was just so cool being able to talk to someone like her who's made such incredible strides all around the world with workshops and retreats and seminars and online programs and, you know, high profile clientele and working with people on the West Coast and the East Coast. And and just to hear her break down some of like the basic mindset tools and techniques that she's utilized that have been the most effective, not only for herself, but for others, including one called the Paradise Pivot, which is such an interesting perspective on how to get out of wherever you might be feeling stuck or limited and how to consciously move yourself into a place of contentment and perhaps even fulfillment. And it's this really easy process and all it requires is a willingness. And I love how she can also take us from some of the most tense, strapped, constricted, energetic times in our lives to a feeling of spaciousness and presence and gratitude. So you're going to really love this talk. I think it's really special and it's got so many tangible takeaways that you can apply to your life as quickly as now. I love what Tony Robbins always says, when would now be a good time? (laughs) So good. Anyway, um, I'm really, really happy that we get to have her on the podcast. And without further ado, please enjoy Kisma Orbovich. So we're rocking and rolling right now. We're going. Kisma, I'm so happy to have you here. Oh my gosh, Michelle. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yes. And so I want to let everyone know how we became connected. So we have a mutual producer of podcasts in common. Ginny is my rock star producer. And I think you just started working with her. Is that correct? I did in a separate group. And she is just so alive and so amazing. I love her. Oh, she's so full of spirit and service and love and patience, especially for me being a newbie. And I just adore her. And I really value that she's connecting me with people like you that are just doing unbelievable, beautiful work on the planet. And I am so excited that my listeners get a chance to get a glimpse of who you are and what you have to offer. 
Oh, thanks so much. I'm excited to be yes. here. Well, this is going to be a fun one and there's so much to cover. So I want to dive on in and um, I've got a nice little bio. So it's going to be awkward for you for a moment, but I'm just going to read it. <laughs> so Kisma Orbovich is an expert at helping industry professionals fuse spirituality and energy for peak performance and self-mastery. She is co-host of the award-winning Illumination podcast, as well as CEO of Illumination Academy for Spiritual and Human Development. Kisma's clients refer to her as their secret weapon in order to have less stress and more financial abundance. She travels to India regularly to study and is a certified trainer in energy mastery, as well as a certified master life coach. Kisma also spent a great part of her life as a classical flutist performing on stages all over the world. And this unusual combination gives her a unique insight into mindset intuition, and perseverance as it relates to the human experience. I'm really honored that you're here. Oh, Michelle, I'm just going to tape that in the next, like some sort of networking session I go to a conference, I'm just going to press play. So people know what I do. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh my gosh, my pleasure. What is it like to hear that about yourself? You know, it's so interesting because I have, you and I were chatting a bit before and I have had many different experiences and continue to do so. I mean, to me, that's what makes life so vibrant. But I remember about eight years ago, my daughter, who's now 23, but she said, oh, mom, you're just kind of like a gypsy. Like every seven or eight years, you reinvent yourself. You know, I think it was probably one of those changes where I was trying to ask permission for my daughter. And she's like, really, are you going to do that? We know you do this anyways. I love that. And that's where you and I really bonded right away because I think I'm on my fourth career now. And I know, I know there are other chapters. And what I love about that is that people like you and I, it's like, we just dive in, we continue to shed the layers and we allow ourselves to be attuned to that, which is really calling us next. And instead of getting like for, for me, for example, instead of me getting caught up in, well, where is this all going? When I'm trusting my intuition, my heart, allowing myself to be lured, then I know that I'm on the right path. And then when I look back and connect the dots with the benefit, you know, of hindsight, right. Being 2020, I'm like, Oh, that's why that and then that, and then that brought me here. Do you experience the same? Exactly. In fact, I see it as there is this essence, right? There's a really strong essence within us. And so the paths that we go down, especially like you said, when we follow our intuition, the paths that we go down, it's like everything is leading us down maybe a very windy road, but it is a road and it's going to this core essence of our soul. Mm. And so when we're willing to say, practice that universal law of non-resistance, like these opportunities show up, or maybe it's a new quest or a new desire, or we're just hearing that thing of, okay, it's time to change. If we resist that, we're resisting growth, opportunity, maybe even enlightenment. And so I'm just a believer that where the intuition tells us, that's where we go. And of course we do the work, you know, we're in action, but life is a series of experiences. And so the quality of each experience will determine the quality of our overall life. Oh, I love that. So well said. I'm super excited about this conversation already. <laughs> and so, so you and I were chatting also before we started around, obviously this is a mindset mashup podcast and it's an index of some of the greatest mindset rituals, routines and hacks. Some people like to say, it's not really my word, but it's, it's a urban word. And you brought it to a whole nother dimension and you were like, you know, let's go above mindset and underneath mindset to really 
approach it from this holistic point of view. I want to dive into that from the very beginning. Uh, Thanks for asking that question. You know, when I was a musician, I started playing the flute when I was 13. So by 15, I actually had the mindset thing figured out. And basically from a need of wanting people to applause, like I knew if I didn't have my mindset straight, I'd go on stage I wouldn't play well, nobody would clap. So you kind of figure it out early when you're performing. And I know that you understand this. However, as I grew in this career of being a professional musician and spent the first half of my life really doing that and being quite successful, I wasn't really happy. There were like these elements missing. And I noticed that there was like this urge to seek something else And that led me down a path of yoga, of transformational experiences. And through all of these years, what came to me was we can pivot our mindset. However, if we want it to be sustainable, like a really true shift or pivot, we've got to go underneath. So if we used the visual of an iceberg, mindset is the tip of the iceberg, but underneath is our energy center, our field, our beliefs, some people would say, and above it is our intuition or that universal connection. So the entire presence, the the complete essence of who we are really does have to do with how we solve and resolve energetic congestion, limiting beliefs, and then how we tap into universe, God, spirit, whatever anybody's word is for that. Mm. Let's give a real life example of how we could align the three, right? Because I love that analogy and it's just such an easy reference, right? The iceberg, but underneath the iceberg is the energy, like you said, but to solve resolve, to get clear on that. And then to tap into intuition, which is universal intelligence, God, love, divine presence, however people want to refer to that. That's the Holy Trinity, if you ask me. Yeah, right. Right? I mean, that's where where you're really going to be living in a beautiful state, pretty much as often as you choose to go back there. But in a real life example, what could that look like? So I would start with inquiry. I know, I mean, I certainly have processes I use for energy and clearing and clearing blocks. Yet sometimes, Michelle, it's as simple as when we stop, I call it the paradise pivot. We pause and we ask, do I want to feel this way? And then we look at what is underneath the feeling. So say we're having kind of a funky day. I guarantee when we're feeling off, when we look at the thought flow, it's related to how we feel. And so when we can tap into what is that emotion, what is that feeling that is just not in alignment and inquire as to possibly why it's there, if we want it there, and are we willing to let go? And if we're willing to let go of it or replace it with something higher. To me, that's really the key. That's kind of like a one-two punch of clearing something. Notice, let go, and replace. Uh, I say that. It's like kismet. It's like we're soul sisters. I I love your term much more than mine. I don't have a term, paradise pivot. Like (laughs) use it. (laughs) Who doesn't want to be? I am. You know what? Thank you. I will use Uh it. I appreciate that. Because I always say catch it, pivot, course correct. But this paradise pivot is so good. Now, what about those that get so stuck in in a limiting mindset sort of 
defense mechanism, all kinds of reasons why they can be there. And they might not even understand that subconsciously, they might even be indulging in the dwelling in the unresolved energy. Absolutely. I mean, I I do believe what's inside of us is manifesting externally. So sometimes it's a tough love. It's like if you're looking at your world and there's drama, there's stress, somewhere in you, there's drama and stress. And one of the questions to really go to is why am I stopping my own evolution or preventing my own transformation? And, you know, Michelle, we'll come upon that very instance of where we get uncomfortable or where we feel lack of security because we're thinking as humans, we're thinking it's all about us. It's like, here I am in my world, in my job, in my business, I've got to figure this out. We take on all this responsibility that in one way is accurate. We want to be accountable. We want to be responsible. Yet if we get too stuck in that human feeling and thought process, we miss out that we have help from the universal plane. And that's where the intuition comes in. Like it's not just our energy, it's the universal energy, it's God energy, it's, it's source. We have access to all of that, but we're not really taught that. No, <laughs> we're never no. taught that. I no. mean, so are, but it's, and it might sound like some of your listeners might be like, what, this little woo, but really think about it. You know, we, we trust so many things we don't see, like it's Tuesday or it's Thursday or it's Friday. We can't see Friday, but we know it's Friday. So how many things that we just don't see through this conditioned human personality, but exist for our benefit to help us and to support us? Mm, So true. To let go and let God would be another way to phrase that. Perfect. And I just came off of a whole week of a Tony Robbins business mastery event and it was full immersion and it was, you know, 2,200 people. 50 oh my gosh, countries. that must've been a lot of energy. <laughs> it was a lot of energy, but it was a lot of, um, a lot of mental chatter for so many of us, you know, cause it's, it's, it's so easy to compare and, and to get caught up in old limiting beliefs. And, but the thing that Tony was saying, no matter if you're like a startup entrepreneur or a startup artist or whatever your service product is, and everybody was there because they want to make a greater impact in the world. Right. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. or very seasoned in doing $500 million a year. I mean, the range was so diverse and which made it so cool, right? Because the information is the same no matter where you are. And that's what I love about it. But what he said, which is actually in alignment with what you're saying here, and I just love Tony Robbins so much as well, which is like, you don't need to even think or worry about the how. You, you say focus on the what and the why and how will reveal itself in ways you can't even imagine, especially and specifically when you get out of the way. And that's exactly what you're saying here. It's like, listen, the intuition will show you the how, will resolve, but you've got to be willing to tap into it and get out of your limiting mindset of focusing on the drama or focusing on the problem. I love it. It's so true. How basically makes a lot of noise in our brain. Think about it, it just for your listeners, when we ask how, you'll notice your body just kind of shrinks like, oh crap, how am I going to do that? It's such a heavy word. Yet when we just stay in, hmm, what needs to happen next? What's my next step? What's my next move? Then the brain act, and here's the mindset piece. The mindset gets excited. It wants to move into solution. And the universe is always in solution. 
It's just, we as humans love to deny that solution sometimes or make it a little bit trickier. We're just used to thinking things have to be hard or difficult and they don't always have to be. I always say that the universe has one word and it's yes. Yeah, so of course. Like, life is that. really hard. Yes. There are no good men left in LA. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, we're going to get back what we put out. So exactly. <laughs> we'll or, life is so good and I'm continuously being blessed with abundance and blessings. And I'm just so grateful. Yes. You know, exactly. I mean, it will give what you, what you give and, and 10 X times that, which is, which is what I love. Oh my God, this is so good. So you refer to yourself or maybe someone else did at one point, a human optimization specialist and master mindset coach. So what kind of work are you doing out there in the real world so that when my listeners get super excited about you, like what would it look like if someone wanted to dig deeper into what you offer? Oh, thanks for asking that question. Basically, I will work with top industry professionals. So I'm really good at big containers, at big problems and big challenges. I don't know. It's sort of like a God-given gift for me. So when someone is seeking to really master their highest and best, that's when I show up in their world. And it's always kind of magical. I know this happens with you too. It's like someone needs you, you show up or they find you. And what we do, we start with I like to say I use the law of the physical and the law of the metaphysical. So I have access and I'm trained in a patented assessment called the ultimate life tool. I'm able to have my clients take a 10-minute assessment and then I get a grid. And I can read that grid and allow them to understand what are their traits, what are their features, who's supposed to drive their life. How do they connect? How do they download and retain information? This is all based on the law of the physical. Then when we move into the law of the metaphysical, it's like, what is their sense of spirituality? What does that mean to them? What's their energy body telling me? Is their wealth container congested? Is their heart congested? And so it really is, just as I described that energy, mindset, intuition, it's taking everything we have access to right now and solving, resolving, and then elevating. And how does someone measure that? I know you're a big meditation coach and you've got this awesome meditation pod, which I highly recommend everyone go and check out. It's like under 30 bucks and you get like five killer meditations. (laughs) That seems like a wrong word to use for meditation, but (laughs) um, really valuable, you know, um, in different realms of meditation and your voice is just so easy to listen to. So I highly recommend that. And alongside that freebies, which are the mantra snacks, daily snacks for the soul, which I really love. (laughs) Yeah. So I know you're like all about like, listen, you want to align mindset and intuition and energy. Absolutely. You know, got to have a meditation practice, but how do you begin to measure that for your clients? Results, results in our life, results in our manifestations are the manifestations that we desire showing up. Because we can, you know this, you do it all the time, Michelle, we can bring in what we desire. But is there something blocking it? Is there an action that we haven't taken? Is there something that we're not seeing? So I really look at the results in their life and results include contentment, right? Lack of stress, more love in their relationships, maybe an increased revenue in their business. You know, speaking of meditation, there's... In, in the physical realm, there's a certain kind of person that will actually need 
a nap or a meditation in the afternoon. And I was talking with a client who's a VP in a big company. And I said, look, this meditation is worth $10,000 a week to your company. Will you do it now? And she's like, yep, I'll do it. I was like, I did put a price tag on the meditation, but this is how money is a beautiful thing. It's an energy. It comes to us. It comes away from us. It's a flow. Oftentimes everything can be looked at in terms of a metric of money, of happiness, of joy, of relationship. I was listening to um, one of, I, I listened to many of you, many of your interviews on others podcasts. And obviously you have a very popular podcast called the Elimination Podcast. And as of right now, you've done 122 episodes, which is no small feat, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, pretty incredible. But meditation, sorry, where were we? You just said... It was the results, like getting the results for people and having that metric of money as well, I think. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. You know what, Jenny? <laughs> you know, just keep this in because this happens in life. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm writing so fast and I'm like, wait, I have to be sure I get this one. But you have a very dear friend. You were interviewed on her podcast about a year ago and it was like the second or third time you'd been interviewed and um, she's got a big YouTube following and she was prefacing the interview with her admiration for you and, you know, letting everyone know that you you guys were actually friends and how much she adores you, admires you and all that. And she was like, you know, this woman walks her talk. She has almost no stress that she can see. You have a quality of friendships and connections that are so real and so sort of even keeled and, and just like, you know, around you, like no drama. And this really brings us full circle to everything you've been sharing so far, which is like, you know, you know, the peanuts gang, right? And the pig yeah. got like the, you know, this pile of dust, <laughs> right. you know, that's just sort of above him, this cloud of dust. Everywhere he goes, just constant drama, stress, and anxiety. And let's face it, we know people who have that all the time. I used to. I don't hardly ever anymore. But to have someone introduce you the way that she did, I thought that has to be, at least on my barometer, the ultimate measure of success. For me, success. Because it means it means that your life is calm. It's focused, it's strong. You're making an impact, right? It's not without service and without having a strong point of view, but you yourself are content. And that is what I think I'm most drawn to. And what I want to lean into in, in the rest of this talk. Oh, thank you. Um, and, and I love, yeah, it was Elizabeth. She's so great. You know, for me, if I'm not feeling a certain way, whether it's tapped in, connected, calm and I'm not always calm, but for the most part, I'm pretty centered. Then what's the point of life? Because life is a roller coaster. It is going to go up and down and all around. It's our ability to navigate that roller coaster, you know, like in the way in the car that is like most smooth and where we're laughing and having fun rather than like just really freaked out. So I, I've spent so many years going to India to study. And one of the biggest teachings that helped me to have this sense of presence and focus was developing the intellect. It's, it's from the foundation of the Vedanta philosophy, meaning we're driving a car and we're on a very fast road of life. So who's the driver? You know, we have the opportunity of creating a masterpiece of life or B movie of driving, you know, a beautiful vehicle or something that's 30 years old and breaks down we get to choose. And it doesn't always happen overnight. 
But the more we're willing to choose and see and face forward, the faster that really does come to us. And so what would be a suggestion for a first step for someone starting today? Let's say they're a a mom, they've got young kids, they're in the car right now and they're trying to get them to be quiet or behave or shut up or whatever and just get to the next destination. They're like, really? So much easier said for her than my life right here. Totally, I get it. (laughs) Right, like what is like an Insta snack (laughs) from you? Insta snack, this, we've probably heard it so many times and it sounds cliche, but it's true. Gratitude. You know, gratitude is a soothing emotion. It's like that moment. I used to do this when, because I remember I only have one daughter, but there was a time where I was a single parent and she was young and, and I was doing my music thing. Late at night, I grab her out of bed and we actually lived in Minnesota for a few years. So it was freezing. And I was like, Zoe, we got to go look at the moon. And I would just get her little like three-year-old out of bed and go look at the freaking moon. Because I thought if there's a moon this bright, even though we know the moon doesn't have the light, but like there's the moon, it's shining for us. Everything in the planetary world is working to help us. Then life is pretty amazing. And I think that the other piece for the moms, the dads, people that are in something right now, go back to what is actually free in our life? This is what we often take for granted, our soul, our spirit. We're never charged for that. The oxygen that we take in, the water. Yes, as humans, we're doing some interesting things to our food and our water, but basically we are provided for. And when we can dial it back and really get clear what's important it's like an instant realignment. And then all the other external stuff, it, it's in priority, which is not, it's not first. It's like down the list. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. It's really allowing yourself an anchor to get back into the present. And so if you can focus on, okay, what am I so grateful for right now? What is working right now? Then you basically disallow any other emotion, right? Because if you're feeling grateful, I think it's virtually impossible to feel any fear or anxiety. Absolutely. And when you're grateful, you're in the present moment. And I think when we allow ourselves to be in the present versus in the past or in the future, then we're able to see that right now we're okay. And all our needs are met in this moment. And and I know that there are some who could argue that all day long. Well, what about this? And what about that? Well, in this very moment that you can even be conscious of the fact that you're in this moment, there's something to be grateful for right there, right? Like, so really stripping it back. Exactly. To the core, to that piece that you actually have a moment right here. And the other piece, I mean, there's kind of one light and one a little bit more philosophical. The light pieces have fun. Like if if you, you know, if you've got like three or four kids in your car and everyone's doing a thing, find a way to start laughing. Laughter, joy, without joy, our energetic field is very small. Find a way to bring in joy. And then the other piece is to get clear what it is you desire. It's like anything, you know, if we're trying to find directions to the post office and someone says, oh, you just start on Main Street at the bank, but we don't know where Main Street or the bank is, we can't get to the post office. So we've got to find a place that's like, well, what is it that we really want to create in our life and begin to see it? Maybe some some of your listeners might want to write about it, feel it, really create this movie. 
And then again, you ask like, well, what is my next action towards this? What needs to happen next? It's like the difference between staying in a problem and moving towards the solution. Right. And, and then if you're, if we find ourselves not being willing to move toward the solution, inquiring there, not making it bad or wrong, but just why, you know, is this because it's familiar? Is it because it's known? Is it because it's habit? Is it routine? Like, why am I unwilling to consider something beyond this? Absolutely. And that's such an important piece for people to hear you speak about, Michelle, because if we're finding ourselves unwilling to move, chances are there's a sense of security. There's a little sense of safety in that familiar aspect, even if we don't like where we are. And that's where I would say, you know, it's almost like I would really want to inspire people, take a breath and just know you're going to have help. If you're facing forward and you desire something that is different from where you are, that isn't so great, and you invoke and ask for help, it will be there. Oh my gosh. There might still be a mountain to climb and come back down. I mean, life often feels like that, right? I go up the mountain, down. Oh, there's another one in front of me. Yet those journeys and those challenges are what build resiliency. And that resiliency in our being is what allows us then to be in the world without upset and without so much stress. Yes. And to just have the sense of purpose and, and excitement. So I love this because I'm thinking, my gosh, what if we did something on the fly here? And, and I promise you guys listening, this was not planned. This is a spontaneous <laughs> thought. Kisma may decline this offer. Okay. I know almost everybody I know, and it's not just because I live in Los Angeles. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an artist slash entrepreneur. It is because I am human and I am being pulled in a million directions at once. And there never seems to be enough time to give it the quality attention that I want. So sometimes I can feel really stressed that I'm not going to get enough done or on time as if there's some time frame on it. So what would be like, you just now said, you know, if we call in divine, you know, we will, we will be given the help that we need. What about if we took like a minute process right here and we just took, you took us through it and just, you know, gave us a little nugget of what we could go back to as a reference point and to always have this you know, whether we're driving in the car or find ourselves stressed or anxious in the day or feeling like we just can't get everything checked off that to-do list. What is an anchoring from like, from the meditative pod point of view? Yeah, I love that. I'm so happy to help. You know, one of the fastest ways to do, well, first of all, unless you're driving your car, people just take a moment, really close your eyes and breathe, like just an inhale in and an exhale out. And that breath when it's not like we're not breathing, right? We know we're breathing. However, when we pause and say, I'm going to take a purposeful breath, what happens? All of a sudden we're in the present moment. And oftentimes another way to breathe is in through the nose and out through the nose. And it's just slow. You just in through the nose, hold at the top, and then exhale through the nose and hold at the bottom. You can do this in the boardroom. You can do this when you're on your computer. It is like a reconnection again with that very free thing that we have, which is breath. And then when I ask for help or when I'm like, I could really use some help, I very simply say connecting to my higher self. I just invite my higher self, my full potential, my best self, whatever the words are that work for you forward. 
And a visualization of this would be to imagine, like our imagination is a higher faculty. Our imagination is a gift. So use it to create an image of your higher self. Does it look like you with different clothes or different hair? Is it a shape, a form, a color? This is you at a higher dimension. And the moment you see her or him in your mind's eye, there's like this sense of peace. And that's when you can move forward and just say, let me know what's next. Guide me. What's the next thing to do? What do I work on? What is it that I need to get out of this situation or to correct this situation? We're connected to the universal intelligence space. Nothing starts here. And that simple invoking of our higher self or our full potential or our best self means that we have called upon that very essence to support us. That was so good. Thank you. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be really woo. You know, I mean, I can get that's so practical. Listen, (laughs) NBA winners, NFL winners, superstars, gold Olympian athletes, A-list celebrities, you know, top fortune 100 CEOs. I mean, it seems like there's just this massive movement toward mindful meditation and, and yet we still have to almost preface things with like what you just said. It's not woo guys. This is like as practical as drinking water and taking your multivitamin. Like I would say it's even more important. It's the soul scrub. We scrub, yes. we shower ourselves, our skin, we're doing facials and whatever all the time. This is your spirit soul scrub. It is just connecting with your highest and best and invoking help. And, you know, the intuition, there's, there's a great author, Florence Scovelshin. She was one of the first female authors writing back in the 1920s or 30s, more of like a metaphysical Christian writer, but the spiritual teachings work in any religion. And she had this beautiful phrase where she said, prayer is like us telephoning God and intuition is God telephoning us. And I was like, boom, right? Like that's (laughs) it. Who doesn't want to take a phone call from God or the universe? The thing is so often we're going too fast or we're not receptive or we're closing the door of opportunity and we miss the phone call. So we've got to just be ready. And some of you will hear, some of you will feel that saying like, I feel it, my gut, trust your gut, trust your gut. Or if you're getting that sign, trust the sign. And the access to be able to receive that call, the intuitive voice, is to getting ourselves or getting our minds quiet, right? It really helps. I look at it from two perspectives, less noise, and I just call it a higher frequency. And the less noise we have, it's like we just elevate in frequency. And and it's that kind of thing where like attracts like. You know, our thoughts, our thoughts, our frequency, they go out like these little magnets and then they attract the same kind of thoughts and pull it back in, which is why when we get into a funk, it seems like everything is going wrong. Well, that's our vibe, right? That's our vibe and we're bringing it in. So when we can pivot, we can do that little paradise pivot and do some breath, call in our higher self. It's like we've just raised. And when we're more quiet, and don't be afraid to ask for intuition. Don't be afraid to like be like, hey, what's up? What's going on? I, I need some answers here. You know, like whatever it is, ask. I think that's one of the things I tell my students so much is like, when did you ask for help last? And they're like, oh, I didn't know I could. 
dude, we got to ask for help. We got to ask. You've heard the term, your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. I swear your vibe attracts your vibe. Absolutely. (laughs) It it attracts everything. It just Mm -hmm. attracts your vibe. I mean, it really does. Just 10x whatever you've got going on. When you took me through the guided meditation to tap more into intuition, I saw a, it just was an extremely happy, joyful soul. Um, She was pure light energy and she was so joyful and so gleeful. It was kind of like puppy, playful energy, just bopping around and, and wanting just to spread so much joy and so much laughter everywhere with these big, beautiful beaming eyes of so much love and gratitude. It actually made me cry a little. And, And I just thought, you know, that is all I have to do. I don't have to do anything else. Everything else is within me. There's so much power. There's so much, you know, grit and hustle and heart. But the joy is something that I sometimes forget to fully unleash. And that was the message that I got. And I think that so many people can relate. It's like, you got to get it done, you know, and I got to do this, and then I got to do that. And it's like, but don't forget to have so much fun along the way. And when we are joyful, we really truly give others permission to feel that same joy and unleash theirs. I love that. It's so perfect for you because think about what you're doing, like with this podcast, with everywhere that you are and how you spread that joy. This planet is absent of joy in many places. And when we bring joy back in, it's like everything elevates. And it's also, I, I want to just loop back real quick because I know we talked about comparison and I think this is sort of a disease that's going on, especially if any of your listeners are entrepreneurs or they're on stage or they're performers of some sort, it's so easy to compare. And with a comparison usually follows a judgment. And when we're judging, there's an absence of joy. So the remedy that I see is we've got to assess, right? So the difference between judgment and assessment is judgment will feel an internal reaction like, oh crap, why can't I do that? And assessing is just like, oh, I like that or oh, not for me and over, we're done. But when we look at somebody and say they're getting a lot of success We just go, that is so cool. If they can do it, there is more than enough for everyone because there really is. There is, there's no limit to the energy, to the presence, to the universe. There's no limit. And when you see someone else doing great, let that give you faith and excitement and inspiration. 100% and know that whoever's going toward them, right? Tuning into them, buying their product service, you know, navigating or gravitating toward them. That's exactly where that person should be, right? And it doesn't mean that they can't also come toward you and you want your gifts, but just trusting that each of us has a unique imprint on the world and that all the right people, that we will be connected in the right ways at the right time. And we just continue to just have that abundance mindset that there is more than enough for everyone to get their share. All we have to do is just get out of our own way and get after it. Stop talking about (laughs) it. Stop feeling closed down and shut down with comparison that you don't even try. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's not that crowded of a space when you actually just try. You know, the the other thing, this this is so good, is get uncomfortable. You know this. It's like we have got to get uncomfortable because when we get uncomfortable, it means we are like doing this self-excavation for our own gold, our own diamonds. 
And when we are willing to do that, we'll see everything within us that is holding us back. And we'll have the courage to let it go because we're willing to look at it. It's, I believe it's when a human doesn't have the courage to look at it, so they can't let it go. So by that very means of acknowledging it and be like, okay, this is that piece where I'm really feeling awkward or really stretched or uncomfortable, and you can kind of breathe through it. You know you're going to be okay. And then again, resiliency in the field, that expansion of growth, that using the law of non-resistance, like the opportunity is there, move with it, flow with it. So true. And I always, I love that. And what I, what I would add into that, although you just said it better than I've ever said it, is that whenever I feel myself feeling super restricted, tight, tense, scared, right? Oh my God, this is not in my comfort zone. But I know that everything I want is just right there. I can see it. I can tip a toe into it, right? And then it's like, ah, oh, this feeling right here, I'm on the precipice of a breakthrough. And once I break through this, then there's going to be something else. And then it'll be a new level. <laughs> and then once I get through here, you know, but it's like always growing, being so committed to that evolution of my spirit. Because I'm here, you know, for an all-in experience, which I think is why I have so many challenges under my belt at such a young age and, and why it seems like I've done the same. It's like, why not go for all that we're being called to? I mean, it's just, it's just such an exciting life when we get present to. I love it. I that. love your energy. It's so good. <laughs> Likewise, so good. Well, we need to meet in person. I mean, we're, we're going to have, so. have to have a 2.0 of this. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, so much for my, let's get this done in 40 minutes and be like, <laughs> but I do want to um, wind things up with my two final questions, which is obviously you have just such a beautiful mindset and you teach this and you're a, you're a master mindset coach, you know, around the world with amazing retreats and workshops and programs. And we'll give everyone the resources to be able to go and check you out fully. And I highly encourage everyone to do it because there's so much, but what would you say are your daily mindset rituals and routines that really help you optimize? Yeah. So great. I, number one, it's kind of what I don't do when I wake up, I don't give my day away. At like Because I find that once I start looking at emails or social media, my day's been hijacked by everyone else's agenda. So I am very precious with my time in the morning, even if it's an hour, an hour of drinking like chlorophyll water. I'm just hooked on chlorophyll water. I'll move my body a bit and then I'll meditate for about 20 minutes, write something or read something. I love to put just study materials into my brain. And this isn't for everyone, but I do suggest find something where you are acknowledging how precious your own mind, body, and spirit is. Mm. You know, every single person that comes on here and every master and mentor that I've ever been inspired by and influenced by has a very critical morning routine. It's like they die by it. They live in, you know, breathe by it, which is exactly what you're saying. And, and it is just as important to look at what you're doing as what you're not doing. Exactly. Yeah. A fundamental life changer for me was when I put my phone to bed across the bedroom in a drawer <laughs> in my dresser with a lock. Like, right. Put the baby to bed, right? Like that's the screaming baby. It'll be fine. You know, it's been fed. It's been bathed. It's fine. And I don't look at it. Now for me, I don't take an hour, but it is about a half an hour and I just do my gratitude and I, you know, get my bulletproof coffee going. And one of these days I'll be chlorophyll water, but I get my routine going in the morning. And I, and I know that that helps to optimize my day. And you're right. It sets my own tone. 
And then it does feel like an avalanche of like, okay, what else is going on? <laughs> I bet, I bet your phone's blowing up. You know, the other thing too, and it, maybe it starts at nighttime before I go to bed, I will program my subconscious of, okay, this is what I want to have manifesting. You know, it, this is what I'm working on. And so I just call it into my being because when we sleep, our subconscious mind is doing all of this creation. And so how we go to bed is really important for how we wake up and then reset those intentions or those manifestations. It's like our conscious mind, captain of the ship, subconscious mind is like all the little worker bees at the belly. And if the captain kind of gets drunk or he or she falls off, the subconscious mind is going to start tipping the boat. So we want it to be set. We want to give it direction. That's where that whole piece of solving and resolving the energy and then allowing that intuitive flow is so important. Yes, I love that. So good. All right. So the purpose of the mindset mashup, really, my my aim is to help people just find a, a stronger sense of fulfillment. That's what your work is about. It's what my work about is about, which is why I know that we were aligned by Ginny. How would you define fulfillment? Oh, what a great question. I do think it's different for everybody. And the question is, what makes your soul sing? You know, what makes you just kind of giddy? It could be so simple. I mean, for a long part of my life, like when I left the music world, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be a nice person. I'm not going to be a diva today. That was my mission to be fulfilled today. I'm not the diva. I'm just going to be a really cool person. And so I, I think we have to get to an essence of what is really meaningful. I mean, for me, it's to seek and understand everything I can about God realization, self-realization, to understand what can help people. For some, it might be, I want to show up for my family today. You know, uh, so the important question is always, what is it today and what can I do to move that forward? I love that. That's like a primary question. I wish everybody would just formulate that in their minds, like whatever right makes their heart sing. And when they're asking that inside their no brain, mind, heart, they can actually be of more value, be of more service, make a bigger impact in that moment, right? Whatever that is, it could be the sweetest little moment with your baby, with a stranger at the grocery store, with your animal at the dog park. But understanding what that primary question is so that you can constantly refer back to it. Like I love to have a, I call it like this toolbox, my spiritual toolbox. Like sometimes I get to yoga, sometimes I don't, you know, sometimes they get to the bluffs and I can overlook the ocean and take in the waves and the sounds and this, all that. Sometimes I don't, but I have alternatives. You right. know, sometimes I can remember my primary question and sometimes I don't. My primary question is, is how can I appreciate and contribute toward this moment even more right now? Mm, that's and, great. Well, you know, and I'm sure it'll evolve over time. I hear other others' questions. I'm like, oh, that's really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love yours. And my friend Jocelyn was on a couple of weeks ago and she was like, you know, like, how can I be truly helpful today? You know, and that's what you're saying. It's like, gosh, you know, just, just tune into really it being about others and less about yourself. And then when we are 
you know, having moments with ourselves and we're stuck on something, asking for help. It's available 24 seven, doesn't ever close shop or close down for the holidays. You know, it's right. there. <laughs> yes. Ready and willing <laughs> at any time. And it's free. And it's free, yeah. right? Another <laughs> big point. It's free. So how about some massive gratitude and appreciation that it's free at all times? All we have to do is just acknowledge it and ask for it. And gosh, you don't even have to be grateful for it. Acknowledge. It's so great. I love and it. It's so good. I have so enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me on and being willing to take the dive. I know it, it can sort of loop around. I have a feeling we could do a five-hour podcast, but <laughs> I know, I know. Of course, my mind gets so excited when I meet people like you and I'm just like, okay, what can we do together? Can we do a retreat? Can we do yeah. a workshop? Like, I think you're just so so wonderful. Uh, thank you. What's the best platform for everyone to check you out? Well, if they're interested in just listening to more podcasts, we have our Illumination podcast with Nick and Kisma, and that's kismaawake.com forward slash podcast. If someone's interested in meditating, I do love the meditation pod. It's like it's with purpose. So, so there's five different meditations, and that is kismaawake.com forward slash meditation hyphen pod. So basically we can get all of it on kismaawake.com. You can just, just go there and peruse. Yeah. Have okay, fun. <laughs> cool. But you bring up a really good point and I appreciate the clarity on it because when we were first talking before I hit record, it was like, oh, there's so much good stuff out there. Like you're offering so much value to the whole world. Like where do we find everything though in one spot? And you're like, well, there's just so much. <laughs> so I just want everyone to make sure they don't miss anything. Thank you. But honestly, guys, you know, listen, there's just so much out there you can find her in social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, but you'll absolutely get the majority of the information on kismaawake.com. And stay tuned because I have a feeling we'll be doing a, a 2.0 conversation in the near future. Thanks so much, Michelle. I can't thank you enough, Kisma. Thank you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. For sure. Namaste. Okay. Namaste. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend and you can head on over to iTunes to leave me a review. That would be so appreciated. And of course, if you like to reach me directly with any comments, questions, or feedback, you can do so at themindsetmashup.com. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to hearing from you.